Hi and welcome to the Gamer Get Podcast. This is a podcast where we get gamers on to talk about games and the latest gaming news with a focus on Japan. This is episode 3. I'm your host Genki, a lover of video games living in Japan and making tweets and videos on games in Japan. And we have a very special guest joining us for today's show. Please welcome the Amiibo Collector Extraordinaire. Someone who is an expert of the stats and figures and looking at the Japanese gaming market and the host of the Game Corner Shop live stream. Please welcome the one and only Jody. How's Hi. it going, Jody? I'm doing well, thank you. How are you? Oh yeah, I'm good, thanks. Yeah. It's quite hot. I do have as well. it's hot okay, we we it's hot hair. Um as I was speaking to obviously I was speaking to Genki um earlier, right? We was meant to record this before the weekend, but it was like the crazy heat wave. Yeah in the uk we had like seven consecutive days where it was 30 oh, wow. or more 30 degrees cent- uh, centigrade or more um today it's like i think it's in the 20s now it's like 23 24 uh yeah 24 degrees right now um so it's been really hot and humid so like um i couldn't record in that heat because it was, it was like making me unwell um but yeah like it's been a heat wave apart from that being good um i do have a slight 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 correction genki now in, in your introduction of me you said i am an amiibo collector extraordinaire that that part is absolutely true that is, that is true um but the, but the, but the other part is expert on stats and fi- i am not an expert on stats <laughs> and figures and look at the japanese market i'm just a joe schmo who likes doing it for funsies that that's I... it basically i'm not an expert at all i've never claimed to be so Thank you for bigging me up, Genki, but I'm by no means a, 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 an expert. I just I just like looking at this stuff. Uh, yeah, yeah, you know more than most, so which is like which is expert enough for me. <laughs> 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 oh yeah, well thanks so much for coming on today's uh, podcast. Um, yeah, and uh, yeah, thanks for joining me for today's show. No problem. So, so let's get into the show. So in this part of the podcast is where we'd like to know our guests a bit better and hear about people's gamer origins to find out how people got into video games. Jody, I would love to know how you got into video games and especially games from Japan. So I think my story is maybe typical of a lot of people, right? So um mm-hmm. i'm let's just say i'm a little bit older okay so i started with the nes okay that was the first system yes. that mm-hmm. i um had exposure to um obviously like super mario brothers and my favorite game was actually um ducktales oh, um if you remember uh, yeah the nes um ducktales game that was my favorite so that was like my first exposure and then at some point i was given my own Game Boy for Christmas. I mean, like, the old school, the brick, the, the mm-hmm. plain brick Game Boy with the green screens, right? Mm-hmm. No backlight. We, 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 we never backlight back in the day, man. There was no backlight. You had to be looking under a lamp. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I had that. I had, like, a Super, Super Mario. I only, I only had, like, a handful of games. Super Mario Land, Donkey Kong. Um, if you remember that Donkey Kong game that was on the... Uh, on the Game Boy, and yeah, a few other things, Tetris, I can't remember. Um, and at some point, my siblings, they had uh, Game Boys as well, when they were a bit older, of course, because um, there's like a bit of an age gap between myself and, and them. They had um, Game Boy Color, Game Boy Advance, 
so I'd play some of their games as well, like uh, Pokemon, uh, uh, Link's Awakening, which is probably still my favourite game to this day, like the original Link's Awakening. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a good one. Uh, yeah, it was like, that was like, I guess that was like my first Zelda game. And yeah, various other games. And then um, I got like, I was some point got my sister's secondhand DS and played various Pokemon games. Um, there was this puzzle game that I really liked, this Sega game called, um, it was something that you had to connect, what was it called again? You had to connect crystals together or something. It wasn't Pure Pure, not that. It wasn't that, it was something else. My mind's gone blank. What was that game called? I used to love that game. That was this um, game. It was like a um, a match puzzle game that I used to okay. love. Um, apart from that, I never had my own um, PlayStation, but I played like um, like I mean like as in it was mine, right? It was like this is my play. I don't have one, um, but like I had like um, friends and family who had them. So I, I did play various games on the PS One and on the PS Two. Um, but then there was a time in my life when I just didn't play any games for like years and years and years. And that's partially because of what was going on. Like my life was pretty turbulent, what was going on. And then I had a lot of health issues, right? So, which I still have to this day, but at that time I was like in and out of hospital having operations and stuff like that. So, you know, gaming just, that just went away. It just went, it's obviously, you know, I had more important things to deal with. So that went away for years until... I think like one day, like um, must have been like seven, eight years ago. Um, I was like, God, I re- I just want to play Pokemon. How do I play Pokemon now? Where, 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 where do I get it? Where do I get it? I don't know how to get Pokemon. And um, I was like, Oh, well, the, the, the Pokemon must be on. Um, this is this was years ago. Okay, I was like, Pokemon must be on on like uh, you must be able to get that on phones by now. So I've been playing little phone games and little. Um, like flash games and stuff. I to, at one point I was really addicted to Marvel's Contest of Champions. I don't want to get into that. I spent too much money on that stupid <laughs> game. Um, but yeah, I looked on there, and this this is how long ago it was. There was not a single Pokemon game on the like the Play Play Store or whatever. I was like, oh damn, there wasn't any, right? So I was like, oh, okay. And then I figured out you can just emulate. <laughs> okay, so I was, play, I was like, playing Pokemon um, Blue or Red or one of those. And then shortly after that, it was like a few, well, that was literally a few months, a couple of months later, um, Pokemon Go came out, right? And if you remember when that came out, was like 20, was it 2016? 2016, 2017? Yeah, I want to say it's 2016. Yeah. yeah, and it was just, it was just, a, a, everyone was playing that. It was a phenomenon. Everyone was going crazy playing that. And through that, I like met people. Um, I met someone um, who, they, they they had a like a 3DS, right? And wait a minute, I hadn't seen any games or any for years and they had a 3ds and they were play- and they were playing like the latest poker like new at the time with like sun and moon and i was like yo that's what that's what game boy looks like, <laughs> game boy looks like now um so i was like i was like i was like oh god i really want to play that and i was like wait a minute i'm a grown-ass woman i can just go and buy a 3ds i can just get i can just get one i can just buy it so mm-hmm. i bought a 3ds and like was it, end of 2016 beginning of 2017 i had no idea that they nintendo would make another console it was going to be this switch thing i didn't even know what i didn't know what, i literally had no idea and through that i started going to like these um the um the person i met there she ran a nin- nintendo or ds meetup in london um that that's where i'm from um and um, i started going to that and then um, they, they said, oh, this, this new console's because Switch is coming out, right? There's this new console coming out. 
and um, I was like, oh, no, I just got this one. I, was like, I don't, I don't need one. Right? And then I, they had a launch event actually, um, and some people, and I went to that, and some people had it, and I was like, well, this is like a tablet. Why don't I feel I want? I don't want a goddamn tablet. Right? This is what I thought at the time. So anyway, it must have been a couple of weeks, a few weeks past. Right? I went to one of the meetups. Right? And someone had the Switch. Right? And they were playing Breath of the Wild on it. I was like. Wait, 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 wait! What is, what is, what is this? And they're like, oh, this is this is like a Zelda game. I was like, no, that's what Zelda mm-hmm. looks like now. I can't believe. It. I was like, what? And I was like, I need to, I need to switch, I need to switch. Going home, Amazon, can't get it anywhere. Amazon, looked everywhere. Oh god, you could not get the thing for the love of money. It was just sold out, gone everywhere. If you remember, like how that was. Um, eventually, I did get one. Eventually, I did get a switch in like April of 2017. I was a few weeks. Managed to get that. Got that with Mario Kart 8. And um, yeah, it goes on. It just went on from there. Eventually, um, got a PlayStation 5. When it I actually managed to get a PlayStation 5 at launch, believe it or not. Oh, nice. Um, it was just, it was just, it was right time, right place. Um, if you remember, there was that that mad scramble um, when um, I, I think a retailer in Australia listed it before it. They said they was gonna uh, before uh, Sony said it was gonna be listed or whatever. And so I was just I was just looking on Twitter. It was like, oh wait, all these retailers are putting it on. And then my friend called me. It was like, well, why don't you check like game? You check game and see if it's like there is a, play, a PlayStation Five. I was like, oh, I don't know. I don't need to get it now. Like how do I think it's gonna? And I was like, and my friend's like, oh no, you should check. So I checked it. I was like, yeah, they got it in stock. My friend's like, oh, you should get it now. You should get it now. I was like, nah, nah, I don't, I don't, not now. He's like, no, it's going to sell out, it's going to sell out. I was like, I'm just going to sell out, come on, man. And I'm like, okay, 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 okay. And he's like, quick, you need to do it. So I, I did it, and it was gone in like 30 minutes, it was gone. So that's how I managed to get a PlayStation 5. So, yeah, that's it. Um, I, at some point, I, I, I built a PC, but I don't really like get PC game like that. Um, I used to play a lot of Final Fantasy fourteen on my PC. Um, but I, I kind of had to, low-key, I had to give up that game. It's taken up too much of my life. But anyway, <laughs> so yeah, that's it basically to the um, present to the present day. Um, mm-hmm. When it comes to games, I have a Switch, uh, PlayStation 5. And technically I have a PC, but I don't really like play games on it like that. So oh, yeah. um, that's it for like games and stuff. Oh, okay. Thanks for that, Josie. That's cool. Good to know. And uh, I, was, I was also wondering like how you got into uh, mm-hmm. like... How you got into like looking at um like the sales like japanese sales and like um japanese games as well so the short answer to that is that i'm a nerd right <laughs> um when it comes to like japanese games also like i started with japanese games right i never really thought about i don't know if it really occurred to me like where these games were from or who was making them and where yeah. I, I, don't, I don't really thought about that stuff at that age you just, yeah, i just remember yeah, vaguely it's just video games. If you remember, do you remember News Round, Genki? I know you remember News Round. News right? Round, yeah. Yeah, so what this was, was like this. Um... Oh, News Round. Um, um, that, that guy was always on there. Andy, Andy something. Andy something, right? No, Andy was like on Play Days or something. He was like, was it? He was like ITV. And then. Oh, was, okay. Um, oh, I was oh, getting yeah. them mixed up. But um, yeah. yeah um... It's like a uh, BBC Kids uh, news show in the uk exactly yeah and um so like one day in the night they had this report that they had this report and it was like oh there's this bear in mind, this is like nobody knew what this was right do you bear in mind you've got a bit 
It's hard to imagine this, but there was a time when nobody knew what this was. And they said, oh, there's this thing called Pokemon. And it's taken over Japan, right? And the kids are going crazy. And they showed like this. And I, I don't know why this was news report sticks in my mind. They showed these news report, these kids going crazy. And Pokemon, da, da, da. And it, at this time, it had not arrived in the UK. It wasn't a worldwide thing at that point. Why is this like a news report? Why are they reporting on this? I think this Pokemon thing, right? And then, yeah, I, I, I remember that. So you vaguely know these games and stuff are from Japan, but you don't. I don't know, man. I, don't, I never really thought. I never really thought about it. Where the games are coming, but I guess yeah, most of them are from Japan, um, and into quite, quite quite a lot of the games that I played and stuff like that. Um, when it comes to like the the sales side of things, so the short short answer is I'm a nerd, right? Um, years ago, this is over ten. What do you mean? Like this must be like fifteen years ago, right? So this is like when I first opened my twitter account and stuff like that and back then i used to i used to watch like a lot of um tv shows especially american tv shows right um and you know low-key ways ways of certain ways of getting things getting you know, just say that there's certain ways when you get things yeah. you find them online you can watch things at the same time they're watching them in the states right um so that's what i did and there was like there was i don't even remember this but there was a writer strike at this time this was about like 10, 15 years ago. There was some writer's strike. And a lot of shows either got cancelled or they prematurely ended or they had half season and stuff like that. And some of them didn't get renewed for what they called the back 13, right? Which would be the, um, if there's a 20, 24 season, 22, 24 season episode, they give them the back 13 when they get the, the rest of the episode. I think they get like 11 first and they get the rest of the episode or something like that, right? Um, so there was a show that I really liked, right? To this day, it's still one of my favorite shows. There's a show called Pushing Daisies, right? And it got like it didn't get the back 13 at first, and then the right strike, and it was getting canceled. And then some other shows get renewed. I was like, what? This is this is low key. I'm not allowed to swear. It was, you know, this is BS, right? So I was looking at it, saying, why are these things not getting renewed and stuff like that? And I looked and um, I started, and then I found the world of like television ratings. Well, this was before. Streaming services weren't as big as they are. It was Netflix and stuff, but like, they weren't quite as big as they are now. And um, so I looked, and then I started getting into the. I was like, "Oh right, these these ratings is what dictates whether a show is going to get renewed or get its back thirteen or." And I started getting into that, and I I think at one point I had a or maybe I had a blog and like I was I was into that, and then and then I stopped as I you know I just fell out of it. A streaming service became more popular and um the the rate the, the the pure ratings like the actual how many people are watching a, sh- a show was less important i just kind of fell out of that for years and at some point um, when i started getting back into video games i really i, I was like why is certain why is this certain, this certain game they're making this one and this one getting getting super i was like let me let me find out what's going on and i was like and then i found like there was like um i found all these charts and everything I was like, oh, this is, this is what's going on here. So I was like looking at these, looking at these um, charts and seeing, um, you know, how stuff is doing. And this is just, listen, I was just doing this by just looking at it. I was just looking at it myself. I wasn't even. This is before I even, I before I even started using because my Twitter account was um, dormant for years before I even started using it again, right? Um, so it was just I was just looking at it for literally for funsies. Like I'm not even joking, right? So I've been looking at that stuff, and then um, um, at some point. I think I started, I don't know, man, I was looking at different websites and YouTube videos and stuff like that. I was listening to podcasts and stuff. And I think I just started, like, putting stuff from 
Mm-hmm. So I don't know why, because I wasn't, I didn't know anybody, and I just started putting some stuff on Twitter and stuff like that. And then at some, and then at some point, um, this is before Twitter, Twitter went to hell in a handbasket, of course. Um, at some point, they start, they start the Twitter Spaces, right? Um, obviously, I met various people on on Twitter. We're going to the Twitter Spaces, and I think like I met you like a couple of, it was like two years ago now, right? Um, yeah. And we were going to these Twitter spaces together and, you know, and, and be talking about these various games and like, why, why these... So, and this is at the time when, um, uh, you know, PlayStation was in decline in, in Japan and like, we were trying to figure... I was just like... What, that was one of the things with, like, when it comes to, like, looking at the, the figures and stuff like that. I was trying to figure out, like, I thought, why is that... Ha- I don't understand why that's happening. So in order to try and understand why that's happening, I was looking at this data, all these like Famitsu charts, right? So, so the, um, it was all media, media creation. People look at Famitsu now because media create kind of charts for the thing, but like media creating Famitsu charts going going back decades, they have them mm-hmm. um, for Japan. So I was looking at these charts, trying to like figure out like why, why would the, why would uh, certain systems do well? Why certain games do well? And why that PlayStation's been in heavy de- decline for so, like, so many years now? So I was looking at that, and then I found, oh wait, no, there's like this whole communities of nerds where they're all looking at these. They have whole things they're looking at, it. and I started going on, like, um, just lurking. I've never posted anything like, but in like reset era, right? So there's, there's this, which still exists, the cycled reset era, and they'd post the, the weekly media create in there, and I'd be looking at that and stuff like that. And then at some point, I think the people that were doing that fell out with the people on. I don't know the whole story, but I remember it happening. They fell out the people on Reset and they started their own forum. So that forum is install-based install based forum, um, which you can go on for a lot of um, the sales charts and dis- discussion like that. So um, so that that was, was, you know, how I was looking at it, just because I was generally interested and generally interested in, in what was going on and why certain things were doing well. At some point, I met you like two years ago, we was doing, you know, the, 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 the Twitter spaces and stuff like that. And then for various reasons I won't get into, we, we you and I did start, okay, let's just do our own one, right? Um, so mm-hmm. we, we started one like 2020, what's it been like? June, I think it was June 22, June 22. Um, Genki yeah. and I were doing, um, it was just called the Joji and Genki show. Cause I'm just like, I can't, fit, I'm no good at thinking of names and stuff like that or whatever. I'll just call it that. Oh, yeah, and we just talked every crazy. week about the Famitsu charts. And, um, it was really fun. Like when we, when we was doing that, um, we ended up getting like a good few people in listening and stuff like that. Um, and like one of the main reasons why I wanted to do it, you Genki, one of the main, main reasons I wanted to do it because they were just, I couldn't, I looked, I could not find a, an audio format specifically talking about like the Japanese video game sales, the video games like market and all. I could find different things about Japanese games or different mm-hmm. general gaming uh, podcasts, but nothing specific. This, you know, it's a niche nerdy thing. Why would, why would there be a podcast about that? There wasn't one. So I was like, oh, I'll do it myself. Right. So <laughs> that, and then. And then a Twitter imploded, um, and um, one day they just spaces was turned off. Okay, and we couldn't do the, the show. Um, so I think it's at that point I was like, um, okay, let's let's move to YouTube. Let's do it on YouTube. We have control of it and whatever like that. So we moved to YouTube and did that for a couple of 
couple of months together then I think at some point he said he was unable to make the time commitment at that at that time so there's a big time difference between us obviously um I was like yeah okay that's fine that's cool um so because it was called the Jodie and Genki show I changed the name I had to think of a, a new name um so it I I chose Game Corner Shop which is meant to be like an amalgamation of like a nice. British corner shop, which is like a you know local convenience store, and like a Japanese game corner, right? It would be like a little arcade, or like it could be like a court, um, game section in the store as well. So I just thought I was just mash I would mash those together, and with the YouTube show, we kept the same format that we had on with Twitter Spaces. With Twitter Spaces, like a town hall type thing where people can jump people can jump in and speak if, if if you you know let them come up on the microphone but kept that for kept the discussion format so basically it's a discussion show and I have like um you know regulars that come on that will co-host co-host with me um and people you know come on the show and we talk and, and discuss and like I, I try to keep the show short, but you know sometimes it's been this like it's been six hour epics. I'm not even joking. Really? And then, yeah. that, no, serious, serious. Like okay. we're, we're I have like I'll get towards the end of the show, and then someone, someone will, like you know, um, this you know different people in um in like our community, right? So I I started a Discord server, right? So I started this, uh, the Discord server that I started to facilitate us doing the show back at the beginning of this year. Um, it's just it's just grown. It's just like really really taken off, and you know we've got over a hundred members now, and a lot of like regular people with like you know really it's like it's a really active community or of active discussion specifically about you know Japanese video game sales and stuff like that. So um, I, there's a lot of regulars from there that will uh, come into the show. So like I might be getting towards the end of the show, and then like someone like Jago, um, Jago shouts, Jago, Jago will just come and just jump in and just like oh, then the show goes on for another two hours, and we're talking about you know oh, why 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 Square Enix is a grossly mismanaged L company, and we're going through their financial results and all stuff like that. It's like all of their Oh, down, down, down. This is like the last financial results we through. All the depart- departments down, down, everything down except for the every department was down except for the merchandising. And um, basically, I joked that because um, Jago had bought like the, uh, two Toggle plushies, like Toggle from uh, Final Fantasy 16. He bought two Toggle plushies. Like, you know, those, those goddamn plushies are so expensive. <laughs> yeah, the big ones are already pricey. The big one, yeah, it's like 90 pounds, like for yeah, 90 British pounds. So. It's over a hundred dollars, well over a hundred dollars US dollars, right? They bought that and a small one. I was just joking, I was just joking, like, oh well, you know, the reason that their merchandising departments they're still the only department that's doing well because you bought two expensive toggle plushies and you were keeping them in business. So I was laughing, like, it's just all fun and jokes like that. So it's kind of like an entertaining show. We've got a community going in the Discord server and like we do like sometimes we do like community days and stuff like that. We did like um not Splatfest but like what was the other one? The big run. We did we played big run in the in the server and we do things like um watch parties for like um directs and you know these various gaming events. So it might be a direct soon. Who knows? Who knows? Um so yeah that's basically that's basically yeah. Um I've got, I kind of I kind of went off a track of it didn't I? Uh, or did I not? I don't know. Maybe I didn't. Maybe that was exactly what you wanted to hear. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Thanks. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's uh, interesting hearing about the your game origins and yeah, definitely go check out um, the Games Corner Shop on uh, Jody's uh, YouTube channel. Uh, yeah, 
and yeah check out her discord as well oh uh, yeah so it's um just at game corner shop if you do youtube.com slash at game corner shop that'll get you to the youtube the the discord is just called jody's jp sales chat but i'll have to give you a link to that because you you don't get unique um links with discord unless you like pay or whatever so i'll i'll give you a link to that later that you can put in the show notes or whatever okay cool thanks for that jody uh we're gonna move to the news next so story number one nintendo showed switch 2 demos at gamescom and this is via vgc and andy robertson and nintendo showed off tech demos for its nintendo switch successor behind closed doors at gamescom it's understood that's according to a new report from eurogamer which vgc can corroborate via our own sources According to the publication, Nintendo privately showed invited developers specially preferred tech demos for its next generation games console, which could launch next year. One Switch 2 demo is understood to have been an improvised, improved version of the Switch launch title, Zelda Breath of the Wild, running at a higher frame rate and resolution than the original game did on hardware targeting the new console specs, but there was no suggestion the game will actually be re-released. Another VGC source claimed that Nintendo showcased Epic's impressive The Matrix Awakens Unreal Engine 5 tech demo, originally released to showcase the power of the PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X in 2021, running on target specs for its next console. The demo is said to have been running using NVIDIA's DLSS upscaling technology, with advanced ray tracing enabled and visuals comparable to Sony's and Microsoft's current-gen consoles. However, it should be noted that this, that this does not mean the Switch successor, successor will support wall power anywhere near that of the PS5 or Xbox Series X, which aren't portable devices. So, Jody, we got this uh, new story that uh, they were showing off the Switch 2 at um, Gamescom in germany and uh what what did you what do you think about that that news mm-hmm. yeah so um the the thing that was the most interesting was like if the sources of where it's come from is the euro game out there it's corroborated by vgc if it had been probably anything any other sources i'd probably be like mm, okay but Eurogamer and vgc have like an impeccable track record and um it's some 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 stuff has been further corroborated by like nate the hate as well who does the nate the hate podcast um so because of that and because of over the years there's been so much reports about um nintendo working with nvidia uh with this dls technology um which is already available on uh nvidia's um cards that you, you can you can get it now like they're, they're high-end they're high-end graphics cards right you can um get this this technology already now um but like it's like uh there's too much smoke basically so i definitely think this actually happened um because we are getting this from reliable sources uh so i was kind of when i first heard this bit about the matrix that i was kind of a little bit surprised about that i was like what really the mate that matrix demo that was that was running um but then upon reflection i'm thinking about it, i'm like well that demo is like two years old at this point um and they were saying that there was like um they did they even showcase like ray tracing and uh stuff like that and i was like what 
part of me is like Nintendo doesn't go in for like going for like um the high end uh consoles anymore. You know, they used to do that at some point. No, like, I'm not saying it's like the GameCube or whatever. So uh I was like, hey, what they really do? But then I was like, okay, but this is like using the, the this DLSS um, you know, uh upscales and and, and, and does all this stuff by with you know with the aid of AI technology. So it's possible that you can have a device that's lower powered that puts out images. And then when we think about uh like the the technology, the te- the techno the actual you know whatever they they're using the hardware and everything being like newer right so it'd probably be like one two probably a couple of years old because they have to like start making it at some point then it's like well this is a chip and this is like what, what we're using so they go from there um so it wouldn't be like the latest latest thing it'd be like what they could get when they start when they started developing it um so if you think well that technology and you think about um if there's you know we're thinking about like um you know, maybe PS4 level graphics. Well, the PS4 is like old, like at this point. That's like super old technology. But if you've got something that's with the latest technology, plus with this AI upscaling stuff, it's plausible. It's definitely plausible. Um, and I think that um, this this sounds really interesting. And it, in a way, this could be like um, when it comes to making making a portable device portable device a device that's also portable this 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 can be a kind of um a, a game changer or uh you know for 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 those type of lower powered devices in order to put up visuals compact now they said visuals comparable um so it doesn't mean it's exactly the same what it probably means is that it looked similar and like with just with the naked eye you unless you just had a side by side and you did the digital boundary thing of it you probably can't mm-hmm. tell so this this sounds this this sounds fascinating so really really interesting obviously they did it behind closed doors um but they you know they know this stuff's gonna get out um so mm-hmm. it's a, a behind closed doors demo um that's you know it doesn't mean as you know as you know um the report says it doesn't mean that they're going to re-release uh you know breath of the wild doesn't doesn't mean that they're going to release this i doubt this they're going to release that matrix demo because it was like a it was a licensing thing for the you know they made a new movie at that time right so it was in conjunction with the movie but it does mean that um that nintendo's obviously they're working uh with epic again because you know they've done like epic tech tech demos and stuff before i think i did one for the switch uh so um yeah i i this is this is this is this is fascinating and um i'm really looking it's going to be quite a while till we get like more details and stuff like that but i'm i'm kind of i'm kind of excited this is kind of exciting this new technology I, I, i've been kind of like skeptical on it for like a long the longest time gonna be honest with you um but because these reports are coming out and i'm like oh okay so this is like you know, looking like it's real and like uh, it's could be, you know, re- you know, relatively impressive. But then I'm also bear in mind that like, you know, Nintendo doesn't go for high high end hardware. But it seems like maybe they don't they don't need to because of this technology, right? Yeah, that's quite interesting about yeah the Nvidia upscaling DLSS upscaling technology. So yeah, maybe that will mean that they can run on like lower specs than like standard PS5, but still look pretty impressive. So that's probably what it is. Um, yeah, I'd have to say, like, I watched a Digital Foundry video talking about this, and oh, they, yeah, okay. they did say, like, to keep in mind that the 
demos were likely on um, hardware targeting the new console specs. Right. So it doesn't mean like they had an actual Switch 2 like there. It's like yeah, it's yeah. more like they had like um, some hardware like replicating like the Switch's uh, Switch 2's potential power. So it's mm-hmm. probably right running off a computer like targeting the Switch's power. So yeah, I don't think like we can take too much from this, but it is um, like kind of exciting to see like that switches are going to be targeting like more like current gen, like uh, like current gen games, like the more high end games. Because um, like I know there's one thing that I noticed like when I went to TGS last year, like there were so many booths and all the big companies are there like Sega, Bandai Namco, Konami, and Square Enix and stuff. And then like all nearly all the games are like running on PS5s. And like yeah. there weren't that many Switch like Switch games that could run on Switch. So I can imagine like a lot of these third party publishers, like they want to put their games on Switch, but like they they need more power. So they're probably asking for more power from Nintendo so they can put their games on there as well. Um so I think that's why like it's the uh, Nintendo is like maybe trying to um, make those kind of third-party developers happy as well as you know you know all the first-party games do are crazy good but I think like they're trying to make the third-party guys happy as well by making a more powerful console yeah but yeah it won't be as powerful as the PS5 but at least it could r- be able to run the same games even though they might have some differences yeah yeah basically so yeah no I, I, this is definitely definitely interesting I I, I, I think it's potentially there should be there would be some uh companies particularly you know some of these japanese companies that have not been given a lot of you'd think they would but they, they haven't been supporting the switch as much so i think like companies that you mentioned like square enix and capcom i think yes like they have you know tried they've you know tested games um, I think Final Fantasy mm-hmm. 15 that was tested on the Switch, where they couldn't, you know, get yeah. it running. Yeah, for the pocket version. <laughs> right, I've got the. Po- yeah. <laughs> and then <laughs> uh, pocket version, yeah. yeah, yeah. And then Capcom with the RE, they had to do the cloud versions. So they want their games on they, the Switch. They want, they want the games but, on the Switch, yeah, but they couldn't do it. Yeah. So, like with this new technology, I think yes, Capcom and Square Enix, yes, but you know, fortunate companies like. Bandai Namco, I, do I think they're going to be putting their Bandai Namco studio games they, day and day, uh, t- Tales of and all this on, on Switch? They're probably not. No. Do I think Atlas are going to put their, you know, their next, you know, persona yeah. on it? No. Because the, re- they, they're, the reason Metaphor. they're not putting games on they Switch now is... Sorry? They should put Metaphor on there and uh, Reload. They should, but they will not, right? Because they're, they're, they're one of the most fortunate companies on face the earth. That's the first thing, right? They, they, they won't do it, right? Because the reason that they're not putting the games on Switch is not nothing to do with power. It's because they just they do not want to put the game. They just don't want to do it. That's the reason. So a, a more powerful system or something that can make, uh, or n- not necessarily like more powerful, but you know, better visuals and everything. Do, do I think it's going to convince those fraudulent companies? No, but I think yeah, Capcom, Square Enix, uh, and and some of those other ones, yeah, for sure, they will because they have a, a track record of, of wanting to do it, being willing and yeah. wanting to. Except for when it comes to Kingdom Hearts, they you know, no more, key, oh my gosh, put... Kingdom Hearts, <laughs> <laughs> they'll still be Kingdom, 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 Kingdom Hearts. Yeah. 
It's not even like yeah. a PS4. I don't even know. Yeah, I don't want to say. <laughs> yeah, it's it's PSP, uh, 3DS, PS2, and PS2. And the only one that's um like uh, the, the more modern yeah. one is uh Kingdom Hearts 3. All the rest of them are like from like old old oh, yeah, PS2 3. and all the PSP and all this. Yeah, no, that's just because they didn't. Just, well, we they can didn't... finally get native uh, Kingdom Hearts on the Switch. Oh, maybe, <laughs> maybe. We'll yeah, that's what I'm hoping for. Yeah. Okay, so let's move on to story number two. No DLC planned for Tears of the Kingdom. And this is from thefamilycast.com, from Danny Bivens. Those looking for further Hyrulean adventures in Tears of the Kingdom may be in for some disappointment. On September 6th, Famitsu published an interview with both series producer Eiji Aonuma and Tears of the Kingdom director Hidemaru Fujibayashi discussing just this and a whole lot more. Famitsu posted the following question to the two. Famitsu, I would like to hear about your next project, whether that will be the next game or additional stories. There are so many possibilities. Fujibayashi responded, I don't know if it will be our next project in the series, but I'm thinking about what the next fun experience will be. At the present time, I am not sure what form it will take. And Awanuma also said, There are currently no plans to release any DLC for Tears of the Kingdom. Because I feel that what we've done, because I feel that we've done all that we can with this world. The reason we've decided to make this sequel was because we thought there were new ways to play that would be worth experiencing. If some kind of new reason comes about in the same way, we may go back to the same world. Whether it's a sequel or a completely new game, I think there will be new methods of play and we hope you will look forward to it in the future. So Jody, we got this news that there won't be any DLC for Tears of the Kingdom, which did uh, surprise a lot of people online. And yeah, I think it's quite understandable because, you know, there's already a sequel to Breath of the Wild. And I think originally, like, it was supposed to be some kind of DLC, but they just uh, had too many ideas, so they just made a sequel. And so it kind of understanding uh, is understandable. But yeah, what do you think about this uh, story? So... That, uh, yeah, I was a little bit surprised because um, because I'm looking at it from a sales perspective, right? As yeah, as I, as I, as I like to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, this game has already sold. What was it? Was it 18 million? How much? How much did it sell? Oh, that... yeah, it sold. Yeah, almost, almost 20. Yeah, it's like. Yeah. Okay. So like, yeah. it's only been out for a number of months, like not even a year. Um, so in terms of like monetization of okay if you sold dlc with this and you know say it was like uh 30 us dollars dlc i think that i think what's the the the, the breath of the wild one 20 or 30 dollars i can't remember now oh it was 18.5 um, million it sold 18.5 god already okay and that was only up until like yeah until june like, end of june yeah end of june no so um in terms of that like okay yeah they're kind of leaving money on the table right um in terms of like could you make a dlc that a lot of people would 
buy. Um, on the other hand, I can see what they're saying here, uh, what, uh, what the director and producer are saying here, that basically they've done so much in that world already. And it's, as you said, yeah, this is a sequel. It's already a sequel. So they felt like they have told, you know, the story that they wanted to say. And, you know, that's, that's uh, like a creative decision at the end of the day. That's like, that's them thinking about, the, the creative process and what they and the, what they're going to spend their creative energy on, rather than maximum monetization, and you know, and you know, good on them if that's if that's what they if that's what they want to do and they want to move on to, you know, the the next, the, the, what's the next, and they're probably you know they're probably already that's probably got some ideas and and pre production and stuff like you know probably already going. Uh, I'm sure they planned all this stuff years in advance. So if they want to go and move on and have you know, Zelda in a, a new world, a new Hyrule, new art styles. We've had, you know, like three games and some DLC with this, uh, with the Breath of the Wild art style. Go, you know, have a whole new art style and, and change again. I think, yeah, because like uh, if they were making DLC, um, even if they started right now, it'd probably be like another year till you got that DLC. And in the meantime, they could be working on, you know the, the the new the new game and, and i think yeah maybe it's a good place to stop it go go out with a with a bang uh and um get get onto the next zelda game because the gap i mean was it like a seven year how long was it yeah it was a seven year gap it was a seven year gap between breath of the world and tears of the kingdom i mean how long is it going to be to the next zelda game do you know what i mean so maybe it is a good idea for them to kind of from that point yeah. of view for how long game development takes nowadays for them to move yeah. on yeah 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 since it came out yeah i guess they started before the breath of the wild probably released so uh yeah about six or seven years yeah since then. yeah that's crazy yeah i think it's good that they can work on and focus on the new game and uh yeah because they'll have a much more power and hopefully they'll be able to do some more interesting and new things which would be cool yeah, so I'm not bummed out because, like, I still haven't finished um, Tears of the Kingdom. I started it, but then Final Fantasy 16 came out, so, like, I put it down. So Yeah, yeah I, 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 haven't, I haven't even started it again, Kate. I'm, I'm, I'm oh, fortunate. Okay. Fortunate! <laughs> I haven't started it! I'm yeah, not starting well, to say, no, same thing, Final Fantasy 16. Um, I was, uh, you know, I've been playing that, so... Uh, yeah, yeah. But, it yeah, it's, like, over 100 hours, so, yeah, I don't exactly. think the game really needs DLC. And I think a lot of people complaining, but I bet most of them haven't even, like, done everything in in the base game yet Probably not. so yeah I, I don't think it needs dlc and i'll be much more happy to get a new game sooner uh, yeah. to be honest yeah because yeah they're, they're super talented uh, developers yeah. yeah so thanks for that uh so moving on to story number three i'll just cop touch on a few different points from uh, a few more different points from nintendo um so yeah first one we got the new um, Super Mario Wonder Direct a week ago mm -hmm. and it confirmed that yeah, it looks really cool um, we have like some new modes like new powers like the elephant power and uh, it also confirmed to have online co-op which was really good and we also got uh, news of a new red switch OLED model coming out as well um, so yeah we'll just talk about that briefly um, you have anything you want to say about that? I I I'm kind of like disappointed by that that, that design of that Mario Red 
own it because I thought it was going to have like a special Mario design on the front oh, yeah. uh, and like special Joy-Con, but it's just red. And I know they put like a secret little Mario, there's like a little Mario silhouette and um, some hidden yeah. coins when you open up the back. But that's like, come on, it's not on the front. So no, I, yeah. I don't know, but people eat it up because it's a new color and it's Mario mm-hmm. red. It's not like Mario, the neon, yeah. I think it's not neon red, right? It's like, yeah, it's like, like actual Mario red. Color. red. Yeah, so. Mm. I was disappointed in that, but you know, maybe I'm not. Maybe I'm not the market. I already got them. <laughs> I don't want to talk about. It. I don't want to talk about. It, but I, yes, yes, yes. I got them. I got Tears of the Kingdom. No, no, no. Traditional Switch. Yes, I got it. It's still oh, in the box. I don't care. I, don't like I don't care. <laughs> it's yeah, still in the box. It's going to stay in the box. Um, yeah. If we got, a, I'm, I'm happy. Kit, kit, kit in the box. <laughs> I'm, I'm happy. It's impressive because, like, I'm not tempted to buy it at all. I already have uh, two now Switch OLEDs because yeah, I've got the base uh, Switch. Uh, OLED and then yeah I bought the Tears of the Kingdom one too and yeah it's staying in the box because I, I think it's just going to be like a collector's item for me Same. My, I'm using my uh, normal Switch a lot already so Thank you. have you ever gone back and look at the price of like the uh, Majora's Mask 3DS oh, and some of I those other Zelda ones right yeah. yeah okay right the prices of those Zelda ones go I keep it in the box I keep it in the box they go up so much but yeah, with this yeah, one, yeah. I think they made so many. I don't think it will get as high as that that three D. Oh, they made but... a lot. Of, they made a lot of those Majora's Mask ones too. Oh, okay. They made a lot of those. Yeah, hopefully, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I'm keeping it in the box for now. <laughs> but yeah, it was cool. So yeah, I yeah, I'm not interested in picking up this red Mario one, but it was interesting. And then um, oh yeah, we also got um, a video message finally came. I thought it would come in the direct, but mm. yeah, uh, we got the video message from Charles Martinet um, saying um, how he's moved on to the new Mario ambassador role. Um, yeah, what did you think about that? So I heard him say in like, I think maybe an interview after or before or around then, they said he doesn't really know what that role involves. He's just going to be traveling around the world like... Um, he's basically doing the I same guess... thing he's doing before. Yeah, like signing autographs or coming, going to uh, personal appearances or you know, mm-hmm. doing the voices and stuff like that. Um, so, like, he's not retiring, but he's also not doing the voices anymore. Because that's like, I know he's, cause obviously, he's an old gentleman, right? I know he's getting on in age, but he's traveling around the world, takes a lot of energy and stuff. So, he's going to be doing that, but not doing the voices. So, I don't know if it's just like he just, uh, he, he, Maybe I don't know because those are quite high pitched voices, right? So maybe he he, he sustaining the voice for a long time was he maybe had some or maybe he had some other issues or maybe Nintendo just felt like it was time to put someone new to have someone new. I don't I have no idea, um, but I guess eventually at some point voice actors do retire from the roles that they you know mm-hmm. it's happened to a lot of famous characters before in the past. Um, so uh, yeah, I I think. The re- maybe the reason why they didn't put that on the end of the direct because it was like it was like a farewell message, I guess, and maybe mm. it... maybe they want to keep everything positive and like maybe that's yeah, a yeah, yeah. For people. So just get the bad news out the way first, maybe. Yeah, kind of I think I I think so. So it's kind of like um like a a bit of sweet message because he's is like retiring from mm. doing the voices. Um, she did. He did a number. It wasn't just Mary. He did a number of voices, right? Um, but he's not retiring completely. And I think with Charles Martinet, I actually think he he comes across as quite a genuine person. That he 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 mm-hmm. describes himself as a Mario fan, right? 
Yeah. So I, I think he, I think he genuinely is a is a is a fan as well. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, it's a bit sweet. We've had him doing the for as long as I can. He's, as long as I can remember, he's he's done he's done the voice since Mary's even had. A, I guess he, Mary didn't have a voice in like the older in the older games, really. Um. Did he? Oh. No, yeah. I think officially it's from Mario 64. I think he yeah. did a few other ones, but it was like more like a freelance job. But like when he like officially became the voice of Mario, it's like from Mario 64. Yeah, so that was cool. Ah, uh, yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So they, they did like Mario. He did Mario, Luigi, Wario, and mm-hmm. uh, Waluigi. Uh, Waluigi. And maybe some others as well. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty cool. But yeah, I think yeah, they're just moving in a new direction and it'll be interesting to see who the new actors are. They've probably got a few different people and maybe will they have like regional differences, like regional actors, like Japanese or English? VO I'm guessing actors. that they actually won't because they didn't for uh, mm. Mario and that. It was the yeah. same voice everywhere. Right? That's why everyone knows the words because it was the same. It was him. Mm. Did it in the, it was what, in the what I was thinking is like they want to make him talk more like in the movies. So, oh, like, okay. They might okay. start giving him like uh, uh, actual uh, like lines and stuff. So? Like maybe the, the next Mario, maybe to like match up with the movies and make it more like broad. I don't know. Because, well, yeah, that would make sense. <laughs> like, <laughs> that would make sense why they changed it. So, like, because he's talking to be talking. No. Wah, wah. But maybe they want him to talk more in the future. I just want Wahoo! I don't want him having like, a big got, like, got philosophical those, like, discussion. They got those talking flowers in Mario Wonder, but oh, yeah, yeah, we don't know true, about yeah. uh, if Mario's talking or not yet. But we'll see. <laughs> yeah, anyway, but moving on, um, we also have the rumored Nintendo Direct that could be dropping any second now. Um, as we're recording and uh, yeah maybe that announcement will come very soon but it does look like there will be a Nintendo Direct very soon and most likely this week so yeah um, we'll talk about that in the next show Um, yeah and then also we had this report from um, um, from in Japan about the Nintendo uh, employee retention and um, this is from a tweet from Tokyo Game Life at Tokyo Game Life on Twitter it says new employee retention rate in Japan is 70%, while Nintendo's is 98.8%. Brand strength, the smaller number of new hires, and strong employee welfare program are a few reasons given in this really interesting article from Biz Journal, which is a Japanese uh, business uh, site. So, what did you think about this like super high retention rate of Nintendo Japan? So, yeah, this was really interesting because to have an employee retention rate that high is highly unusual, unusual for pretty much any company. And I did look at the article um, that's referenced by Tokyo Game Life. And you know, Google Translate, but you got to do what you got to do. This isn't Japanese. Um, <laughs> and um, basically, like they're saying that, like when they have, um, you know, new uh, recruit new graduates, like only like maybe one is leaving out um, uh, 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 in the first um, year. I think it's a year or two. Um, basically, and what it seems to be, there seems to be like some different reasons, right? And so, like, naturally you think, well, maybe Nintendo's offering the most money 
or there's, um, it seems that there um, are other companies that are more competitive, like um, in this article, uh, Square Enix and Bandai Namco, uh, Bandai Namco Holdings are both mentioned, which have higher uh, salaries than Nintendo. Okay, so it says that at the average Nintendo's average salary is nine point eight eight million yen, um, but Square Enix is in the fourteen million yen range, and Bandai Namco is eleven million yen range. So it's not because Nintendo offers the most money. Um, that's not the reason. Um, Nintendo does have good employee in benefits apparently, and they have um, different programs and benefits and. You know, um, yeah, systems that you can use for games, books, travel. Um, it says the company has a deep understanding of diversity, and they have like even like same same sex um, partnership partnership that treats them employees and say same sex partners the same as like married. When you know Japan doesn't have any um, you know marriage equality um, or you know protections for um, you know in 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 the law. Um, for, for people in same-sex relationships, but, you know, apparently Nintendo has that. Um, so I think, basically, when it comes to Nintendo, I think it's the um, the, the, the the brand power and the atmosphere that they foster at that company, basically, which makes it just such an attractive place to for people to work. And, um, you know, you have a situation now where you know, Nintendo and Nintendo Switch is like 85, 90% of the Japanese console market at this moment, right? Mm. So, um, and, you know, you have kids, you know, you've got your little Haruko, little Haritos growing growing up and they're, they're playing on like Nintendo's, Nintendo Switch. I don't know, we probably maybe talk touch on this but you know they're not growing up with um play, playstations anymore so like when they're growing up where where do they aspire to where they want to work you know and nintendo is probably one of the number one of the number one places that people want to work and to that ends nintendo i think the news came out earlier was it earlier this year or whatever that um with their headquarters is there's like some land around they bought they bought that piece of land and they're building uh, another building like um almost the same like uh, the same uh, the same size as the their current building um like you know expanding and obviously they're going to fill that up with people and then a couple weeks ago a few weeks ago that that apparently that's been delayed because they want to put they want to make it even bigger want to put extra stories on it right so like you know why they're building this extra extra building i don't think nintendo is going to expand exponentially because they're very conservative conservative companies so i don't think they're going to do that and they have a relatively low number of employees that's the other thing for a company that with the revenue that they generate the actual number of employees is that actually pretty low right so i think it's like maybe they have six or seven thousand employees worldwide which is relatively low for a company or with their uh, revenue with their turnover right so um um and i think that's that's another thing with the with the, with the, the atmosphere is kind of like close knit um there there was i don't know if you saw this game but there was like um uh a former employee that tweet that tweeted out something about this did you see this game no uh, uh, so 
Takaya Im- Imamura. I don't know if you've heard of this guy. I think he used to work on that F Zero or something like that. Oh, okay. Um, um, yeah. So basically, he tweeted out, and this is um, I'm going to read this out via like um, deep, deep L translation, right? So this is what um, he had to say about um, why the attacker just was like quote tweeted this and was commenting on it. And this is what he had to say. He says there is no company policy or company motto. Do your utmost and leave the rest to luck. We respect the spirit of originality. I think that the fact that these things have permeated the company has created a comfortable environment for employees. When I joined the company, there was no mandatory retirement system, which I think they still maybe have. So he's saying, he's saying there's no like um, set company. Like, like you have to do this and it's this set way and I think where he says yeah do, do your utmost and leave the rest to like maybe that's a reference to like Nintendo I don't know if this is a reference to like nin- Nintendo the way it's the, the kanji they use for, for Nintendo um I definitely I'm not being referenced to that I'm not sure but um yeah basically like the the how referring to how com- comfortable the the environment and stuff is like that so why the retention like once people join they just don't they just don't want to leave that's what it is it it seems like and so it's one of the most even though they're not off they're literally not offering the best salaries you can get in the games industry in japan you know you can get more money at square enix and bandai namco but more people want to want to work at nintendo um which is yeah it's quite i don't know what do you think Enke? oh yeah i think it's uh yeah it's quite commendable like that they have such good um, working conditions yeah i think it's just like that like prestige of working at nintendo because they're like a famous company in japan so like you just get like extra points if you say you work at nintendo like you just look so more like prestigious or something and so that's like more appealing to people Uh, so i think that's another reason why and yeah as you said like all the good benefits and the, the good work environment they have there um it's just um yeah appealing for most because i like most of the japanese uh games industry is like historically known for having really bad working conditions like lots of overtime and like right. um okay. like power harassment and like i've heard loads of horror okay. stories uh like yeah. yes i think nintendo's probably one of the better in terms of oh, like work i have yeah. to, like, one of the better okay. game companies to work at but of course they are improving maybe like a decade ago it was like a lot worse in terms of like people doing overtime or in like japan japanese game companies and low pay and like a lot of harassment like power harassment um, but i think it's improving exactly. these days um, but i think traditionally like uh, nintendo has always been one of the better places uh, to work oh, for okay. japan. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. i think that's another reason why it's probably the, one like the better game companies to work, oh, work at in japan. Right. Yeah, mm. yeah. but yeah like you said yeah i think banda namco, namco also has a really good reputation so yeah there are some good companies um out there yeah that do that pay good and have good working conditions and yeah it's good to hear that nintendo's uh employees are happy <laughs> seem happy at least yeah okay so moving on to story number four tokyo game show 2023 the xbox digital broadcast returns and this is from xbox wire the xbox digital broadcast will be returning to tokyo game show on september 21st at 6 p.m japan time 9 a.m 
UTC and 2 a.m. PDT. Tokyo Game Show represents a special time each year when we share news and updates on games that we hope will delight Xbox fans in Japan and across Asia. Players can expect to hear progress updates from Xbox and Bethesda Softworks and see a creatively diverse collection of games from creators predominantly located in Japan and across Asia. We'll also share exciting new games coming to Xbox Game Pass, which continues to grow with great content from teams all around Asia. Xbox fans will be in Japan and near the Makuhari Messe on Saturday 23rd of September are invited to apply for free tickets to a special in-person event with Phil Spencer and Sarah Bond hosted by IGN Japan. Fans can... Oh yeah. And so yeah, that was the, the uh, report we got from the Xbox Wire. And um, yeah. Yeah, I can say that, yeah, I managed to get some tickets for the um, fan event, uh, uh-huh. the, the Xbox fan event, uh, which will be hosted uh, by IGN Japan. And uh, Phil Spencer and Sarah Bond will be there. So that's quite exciting. And um, yeah, it's also ha- exciting to hear this um, news that yeah, Phil Spencer and Sarah Bond are visiting TGS again. And they have another uh, TGS broadcast lined up for us for this year. I know last year's one was quite disappointing. If you remember Jody, <laughs> it ended with, uh, <laughs> yeah, it ended with, what was it? De- Deathloop. They, they announced Death Loop. With Death Loop. They showed like a big crusty, yeah, crusty old, old Nino Cooney games. Who cares about old Nino, oh, yeah. old Nino Cooney games? Old, all this nonsense. Yeah, no, it wasn't good. I, Kinky, I can reveal. I don't have high hopes for this show because they show and they show that they do at TGS are never good. They're never good. Yeah. They just announce any new announcements. They start to buck the trend. I'm not, I don't expect like anything like earth shattering or amazing, but I'm expecting a big improvement on last year. At least, just to show like... I remember last year again, King. You said you said their final chance. Is their final chance? If they don't do it now, then I'm going to lose hope in them. And again, you said that. I remember you saying that. I don't have I don't have high hopes. I think that what Microsoft does is that they keep their like big announcements for their their summer show, the showcase that they have. In they have like one thing a year that if you know if you. Like it's not E3 anymore. Oh, they call it direct you know, now, they? don't they? Yeah. Yeah, right. no, that's, that's, that's a whole other thing. But <laughs> yeah, they they uh they have their summer thing, and I think if there's going to be like for example when they um announced uh or when they had um oh god what's, what's the name again um what's the, what's the, the, the Metal Gear guy? <laughs> I was like, Genki, it's hot. I Kojima. can't remember what was his name. Kojima. Huh? Kojima? Kojima, yeah, I said, Genki, it's so hot, it's so hot, I can't, yeah, when they had Kojima on, like, when they had Kojima on, um, it was in the, the showcase, right, like, um, not last, not, not, sorry, not this year, but, like, last year, right, it was last year's one, mm-hmm. um, when they, they didn't show anything, they just announced that he was working with Xbox on, you know, a game, but we don't know what it is yet, um, so I think if they got, like, a new announcement, like, that was big news, right? Yeah, it's a big deal. Do they have like something new, like new, like oh my god, Kojima, something like that? Then I think that would be at that show. I think I think it is going to be what they said it is. But it's like there's uh, you know updates talking about Game Pass. End of the day, you know they might say 
is a thing. Michael, they might say, oh, this is oh, it's for fans in Japan. And, and now we're doing a we're now we're doing an in-person meet and greet. So you know it's for this. No, you then you definitely know it's for people in Japan. They 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 want, you know, and this is fine. They want Japanese games on their console to sell around the world. That's more important. That's, that's really what drives it, right? Um, because I, I, I feel like if that if they definitely really did want to grow um, their presence in Japan, grow their the market in Japan, like there's a number of things they could have done to put more effort in. And I know like you and I used to talk about this, about like what they could do. Like for example, just advertising more, for just for what, just advertising more. Like you, you go in Japan, like anywhere, there's ads for like, surface books and windows and all this stuff everywhere where's all the xbox ads you know um i remember there's something you used to say there being a, a, just a lack of um i mean they have some and they have like um uh, what do you call it like web ads and stuff like that but like um we're talking about like street level ads like bill like you know billboards or, or, or posters or things or maybe some te- television ads or even radio ads and stuff like that um i remember you saying there's kind of a lack of that i don't know if that's improved since since last year but you know stuff like that so i i think it's no listen i think it's good they're doing an they're doing an event and this is so they're doing this in-person thing this fan event which i don't think they had done before maybe not for a long obviously it was covid and everything so they couldn't you know obviously couldn't have a lot of in-person events um but yeah maybe this is the first in-person event since uh covid i guess mm-hmm. so yeah no i think it's good to do something for the fans there do I have high hopes for like like brand brand new announcements? No, I think it'll be this. They'll be they'll announce like stuff going to Game Pass. There might be some things we might expect. Maybe it's old ass Nino Nino Kuni games again. I don't know Genki. I don't know. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just saying. Um, I'm just saying. I'm not holding up what crazy hopes. Oh okay. <laughs> yeah yeah, that's understandable based on like the previous year's showings. Um, but yeah, since the, like last year, I like I have seen them making some moves like behind Ooh. the scenes. So like uh, they are hiring more people. Like um, they, I think they hired that that was in the news recently. They hired um, yeah. an ex um, PlayStation employee um, yeah. who was like an exec who had like an executive like a role at um, PlayStation Studios before or Japan Studios. Um, so they hired that person. And they also recently had the ad out for a, a like a Xbox team lead, and that job sounded quite like marketing heavy. Um, okay, so it okay. does look like they like they haven't done it yet, but it looks like they want to improve their marketing in Japan. So yeah, I think they are making the small steps. And, I think they've um, had twenty years, man. They've had twenty yeah. years, man. It's not like I think because they kind of start from aiming. scratch. <laughs> They, they kind of like start, they yeah, pressed the reset button like by bailing out like after 360 so yeah they're, they're slowly building up now and like their team in japan is still quite small um it's like just a few dozen people or something like that so it's not a big really? team they have yeah um but it, they are hiring more people and they are looking to get better and so and they are like improving their relationships as you saw like 
they're getting a Square Enix to finally put more of their games okay. onto the, oh, their yeah, platform. Was that, oh my god, I watched that. Um, the oh, oh, you watched that live? I was doing, I was doing my show live when that happened, right? Oh, really? And then so they all did. Phil Spencer, Phil Spencer, I don't Final Fantasy fourteen, but I was in the, and I was like, okay, really? I was like, oh, hey, Bush Kerry sounds that. By the way, that's. So okay, so the, the current president of Square Enix, right? Um, I call him Airbus Kiryu-san. Now, there's a story behind that. Okay, it's because when they first announced that there's there's going to be a new president, right? I like on the show. I looked. I was like, okay, let me look. Who you know? Who, who's this guy or whatever? And I looked him up, and the picture that came up was like this, <laughs> like really young looking guy, and it looked like he'd been like he. For a photo being airbrushed or photoshopped, I found it on LinkedIn. I'm like, no, this can't, this can't be the guy because on the bio it says he's like he was born in like 1970 something. I'm like, that that was making my 50. This can't be that guy. (laughs) I don't know, he's that guy. He just looks really young. He just looks really young. So um, I started calling airbrush curious sons. Oh, okay. <laughs> he was, it was Kiryu Sanos there. It was Kiryu, and it's, it was, it was, he's a crypto boy. That's a friend. He was hired because he's a he's a crypto boy, basically. Was, they headhunted him from this black company called Dentsu. I don't know if you just, you know, this whole thing. But um, yeah, he's like into there's all this NFT nonsense and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. that aside, he comes across really genuine. And he comes across really like sweet and genuine. Like um, um, yeah. when he talks to, uh, when he, if you saw the broadcast they did for Final Fantasy 16 and he talked about um, his gaming history, and I didn't realize he could speak English, right? So he's speak he's speaking obviously it's not his first language, right? So he's like making mistakes and stuff like that, but he's kind of adorable, right? That's the that's the funny thing. Um, mm-hmm. Even though he's he's a, he's a crypto bro, so you know, see what he does. That's great. It's great. It's great. Next is one of this gross thing managed. Whether they can sort out that whole mess there, um, I don't know. But anyway, that's. <laughs> I call him Airbus Kiryu-san. Listen to my show, Genki, and then, you, then you'll know what I'm talking about. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, just not the six-hour ones. I don't think I got... Not the six-hour <laughs> ones, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I, I think um, like we'll see some um, Square Enix games coming to Game Pass, um, mm-hmm. probably at this um, Xbox broadcast. Uh yeah. yeah, I did predict that uh, maybe Final Fantasy VII remake, but I'm not I'm not very confident about that one. <laughs> no, I'm not yeah. confident either, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, some other um, games, yeah, that one I don't know if it's still like an exclusivity uh, yeah. thing or what's. I, I definitely think but... like the the pixel remasters that they could easily come over, and um, I'm not sure if they will go to Game Pass because um, it seems like the Xbox don't want to give um, Square Enix the bag anymore. Um, like they're giving like they all I the think they do want to give them a bag. I hope they. they... Well, well, Square Enix wants a bag. Yeah, Square Enix wants a bag. They're like holding up the bag. contract. They they were like they were like um oh are you gonna put we put Pixel Remasters on 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 Xbox and Square Enix is like no and then Xbox is like we'll give you a bag and Square Enix is like yes. Square Enix will put their games anywhere for a bag. Yeah. I'm they telling you, the they did a whole Epic Store, uh, uh, sorry, Epic Store oh, yeah. exclusivity Final thing. Final Fantasy VII Remake. And I think that the Kingdom Hearts games are still to this day exclusive to Epic oh, Game really? Store and they're not on oh. Steam. Yes, because someone told okay. me that like recently. And I was like, nah, come on. Yeah. They, they're, I... they're not that they're not that they're not that dumb are they they're not on steam but apparently they are not yeah. on steam from what so. from what i see yeah square enix like loves getting the bag from someone <laughs> from anyone 
They like they like yeah. they like making those deals. But I think that from now on, like since Kiryu-san was at the uh, oh he said at the uh, fan fest, the Final Fantasy fourteen fan fest that the, from now on wherever possible they'll try to put their games on Xbox. So I think they're they're gonna like stop taking the bags as much. They still are doing it for like you know things like the Foam Stars game, but I think that was already announced. So probably from oh, now on, on we'll, on we'll see. Uh, <laughs> we'll see Expl- all their games be multi-platform. Explain to me why they're gonna make a live service game and then not putting it on PC. Explain that to me, Genki. I don't understand. I don't understand. Because even with Sony's live service games, they're going to be like on PC, PC. as many platforms. Yeah, basically with live service game, you want it on as many platforms as possible. Exactly. As you, because it's you want the users and you want like the yeah active users really. So yeah, limiting the platforms is not um, smart it's business. Yeah. Exactly. So yeah, I don't yeah, Foam Stars was just like a bit of a head scratcher, but I understand like Sony would pay the bag and uh, Square Enix they like taking the bag so i understand like yeah the business like sony wants live service games nowadays so like that's what they're pushing for so there's one from square enix they, and then like, they're, they're like interested in that so you know if you're making a live service game i think sony will be interested yeah is what the impression i got uh, but yeah i think uh maybe kojima's game we could see he is like like he keeps posting on twitter he's editing some mm-hmm. kind of trailer but whether it's for like whether it's Death Stranding two or whether it's the Xbox game, it's hard to see. Like the Xbox oh, game was only actually. started like last year, so oh, really? like it's oh, only yeah. got like about a year or so in proper development. So I'm not oh, sure how much they could show, but maybe we could get a teaser for that. It's quite possible. Um, that's what, yeah. Because but I think they're gonna have a much better show than last year, and I I don't think it'll end on a game like. Um, uh, death or was it Death Loop? Because <laughs> oh yeah, they did said they're gonna tease something from their own Bethesda studios. So okay. maybe that is the next Tango GameWorks project. Because we already okay. had um, Tokyo Ghostwire. That was it, like last year or the year before. So yeah. maybe they they could tease their next game. Like okay, the because yeah, yeah. like Hi-Fi Rush was a smaller project, so yeah, it could have a bigger uh, game lined up that they could show, and then more Japanese partnerships. I predicted like they yeah they are improving their relationships in Japan slowly, so we could see uh, some more of those results. Yeah. Okay, so um, yeah, do you want to say anything about that, or we can move on? Well, to what I'm expecting area. is stuff on the level of. Old ass Nino Kuna games is what I'm expecting. Oh, okay, just more old honest. games coming to Game Pass. <laughs> <laughs> more old games. No, I'm expecting something better. I'm expecting like. Oh, okay, 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 for okay. The Japanese market. I don't know. I'm not I really hope you're right. I Maybe hope you're like right. a Kojima game or some new published game. I don't know. Publish a deal or like, a, like I don't know. Uh, and then. Yeah, the big one would be like if they put like some Final Fan like Final Fantasy remake on Xbox, that would be quite a big one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it'd be interesting to see what else they could do. But yeah, I'm not nothing like too groundbreaking. Like I'm not expecting to see um Scalebound back with Platinum Games or oh something. Oh my like god, that. I forgot about that. A lot of rumors I've been around for that for years. Yeah, oh, not, oh, not nothing like that. But maybe they could be working on something with like Bandai Namco or Mm-hmm. Sega or I don't know something something else or yeah or they could finally show the Kojima game all those things would be like an improvement mm-hmm. on last year so mm-hmm. yeah we'll have to watch this space and uh, yeah see what the show's like For and sure. um, mm-hmm. yeah we'll look forward to that so yeah 
uh, let's move on to story number five. And that's uh, Final Fantasy 16. It's getting two paid DLCs and the PC version is in development. Um, we also got a free update, which is out now. Um, so yep, this is from um, Square en from Gematsu and um, Sal Romano at Gamatsu said um, Square Enix has released a free update for Final Fantasy 16, which adds a free weapon skin feature, the Onion Sword, and new outfits for Clive, Jill, and Togo, oh and gosh. some other characters, as well as announced that both a PC version and two paid downloadable contents are currently in development with more info to come before the end of 2023. So yeah, Yoshi P said, uh, finally, while Final Fantasy 16 was released as a PlayStation 5 exclusive, we are aware that many of you have been asking for a PC version. So allow me to take this opportunity to officially announce that development on a PC version is currently underway. I hope to be able to give you more information on both the upcoming downloadable content and the PC version before the end of the year. So please stay tuned. So that was cool news we got, and we also got a news that I was really looking forward to, which is uh, Final Fantasy 16's music coming to Theatre Rhythm Final Bar Line, and yeah, those we were getting 11 new tracks, and that will be released on November 1st. So yeah, we got quite a lot of um, new Final Fantasy 16 news. Um, well, what did you think about the news about the DLC and uh, the PC version finally being officially announced? Well, quickly as we talk about the, 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 the outfits, yes, 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 you could not change the clothes. Now, I'm, I haven't finished Final Fantasy 16, like 40% of the way through. Oh, this okay. is outfit for Togo. You want an outfit on the dock? You want an outfit <laughs> on the dock? Can you? Yeah. It's not an outfit, <laughs> they just changed his, uh, his fur. His little like, cuff? He's can't change his fur? No, they like, there's fur? like a, like, it's like um, a different color and uh like effect it has some like kind of a magical effect oh, okay 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 oh, yeah. so not, you like, he hasn't got like a it's not really it's not like a it's not a proper outfit okay 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 and like the fact that you can change clive's clothes because like mm -hmm. there's there's time periods in there where he's got the same clothes on right and i'm like how is this man wearing this same goddamn clothes for this long it makes no sense why would you have the same clothes on so <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad that they have they have um they have that. Yeah, um, I haven't a... downloaded it yet, so. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, there's like a five year time slip. That's time skip in the game. Well, I didn't say because I didn't want to drop spoilers. But okay, you want to put spoilers on your podcast? No. I didn't do it. I didn't do it. <laughs> that's not a spoiler. That's that, like that's in the basic. That's, that's in the marketing. No, like they. It's not a spoiler. They say in the game, like, he goes through three time periods, like his teens, his 20s, they didn't and say, 30s. They didn't specify the amount of times. They didn't specify the years, Genki. Anyway, they whatever. Um, <laughs> 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 anyway, yes, they, he's, he's wearing the same clothes. So yeah, I didn't make that make no sense. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that's yeah, that's I thought that's it was cool. a shame that you couldn't customize, like, more things in the game, like, yeah, in yeah. terms of appearance. Um, yeah, yeah, but yeah. it's okay. Uh, yeah. I even like, um, but yeah, I think this new DLC is um, it like even lets you change the weapon skins. So like, Ooh, cool. even if your weapon, whatever your weapon is, you can keep the stats, uh, but change the appearance to oh, okay, any it. weapon you picked up before. So I think those That's are cool good. additions. But yeah, yeah, I would like some more costumes because they just have one. Um, yeah, new yeah, ones. Exactly. So yeah, I think if in the future they can reset some more, uh, along with the because we are getting the two paid DLCs. 
So mm-hmm. it'll be interesting mm-hmm. to see. I, yeah, I guess you're for yeah forty percent through. So I guess yeah, yeah. you you've had a few icon battles, but yeah, uh, yeah. but yeah, I think there's some like more intense stuff coming, and then oh, cool. um, yeah, I think we would get more like more like additional icon battles, like new ones in yeah, this DLC. Yeah. So it'll be interesting oh, really? to see what okay. new ones. Do they say that? No, well, I guess it would be, be, be. I'm just. Uh, it, but just yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. I'm just like because the main like the main part of the game is fighting icons. Right, 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 right. You already yeah, killed yeah. Uh, like a lot of them, so they yeah, need some yeah. more to to fight. Yeah, so that would make okay. sense. Um. Yeah, so that would be cool. And then the PC version, which will be cool. Yeah. Um. How soon do you think that will be ready? Let me tell you something, Genki. That PC version. Should have been there at launch. Sh- they should have had yeah, a PC yeah, version sure. of this game uh, at launch. Now the thing, the thing is right that um, they, yes, they made an exclusivity deal with Sony, but they also had an exclusivity deal for for Spoken, which had a PC version at launch. So this is Square Enix making a, a making a decision that they did they did not want to have this PC version ready at launch, and I think mm-hmm. that that. Um, greatly uh, hampered the sales and the sales momentum of this game that I've been following the sales um, of, of, of the and the legs have, have dropped off of, 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 in Japan it's completely dropped off it's, in fact it's, 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 got, it's gone out it's gone from the Fumitsu chart already um, worldwide it's um, I, in M- I guess it's not called MPD anymore, or whatever they call it the North American one mm-hmm. um, Sakana, it has Sakana now that's it um, I always want to call it Cicada, because it sounds, it reminds me of... <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah. whatever. Um, but yeah, so um, it's dropped, like, and that's held much better than it has in Japan, um, but it's still not great, and you kind of expect a game like that to be... Fun- I mean, mm-hmm. the, all the Final Fantasy games are, like, really front-loaded yeah. and stuff. But I think there was just, PC like, a lot of uh, big releases out this year, like, there's, like, a load of... Um like Diablo and then Baldur's Gate exploded and like I think yeah it's just a lot of competition well Genki that is true but who decided to release that game in June? Square Enix decided that, they made that decision, they knew what other games were coming out, that is their mismanagement, this is what I'm talking about them being mismanaged, why did they release it then next to those other games? Didn't have to do that didn't have to be there, you know if the game had already been sort of um I don't know if they said it wasn't like delayed, delayed, but they said they because there, there was no official, um, there's no like delay, but they, they they took their time trying to like polish it and stuff like that. So they could have made that timing more optimal. And if it came out around other games and stuff like that, that is on Square Enix, right? So Square Enix needs to take the L on that. They need to take the L on the timing of when they release the game. They need to take the L of deciding to not make a PC version at launch that's completely dumb they need to take a take it and it's kind of an l to um make the, the game exclusive to um playstation 5 numbers okay we wouldn't have sold too much on on, on the xbox but they're limiting the, the i feel like they're limiting the potential of the franchise and like this see this franchise that seems to have a cap of like 10 million have you got um final fantasy 15 sold like 10 million and then some of the older games got close to maybe 10 million but they don't seem to go over that right and then other game franchises are just like sailing parts like game franchises that are made the same uh you know same age or same pedigree of of final fantasy are like sailing past like 
where Final Fantasy is. Final Fantasy should have, you know, um, they, they should be trying to maximize the appeal. So that, so you can say, oh, right, oh, it's exclusive to PlayStation 5, but why not have the PC version at launch? I think that was a big mistake. So I don't know how long it's going to take them for this PC version. You would expect normally around a year if they, you know, started maybe um, around when the game came out, maybe just before, just after. Um, you'd expect maybe it's going to be a, a year. So um, I I hope that maybe that there can be some sales momentum, some sales movement with the combination of the DLCs, which I'm not sure when they're going to release. Maybe they will time them with the with, with the PC versions, um, with some sales, more sales momentum with the with the DLCs and the PC version. Um, but I feel I feel like they made a lot of mistakes with um, with the with the way they decided to roll out this game. To be to be to, to be quite frank, yeah. Yeah, I hope they release the PC version soon, sooner rather than later. Because I know there's a lot of players that also want to play on PC. So mm-hmm. yeah, it'd be good if they can make a PC version um, as soon yeah, as possible yeah. and like yeah, continue to try and uh, keep their sales up. Because yeah. Um, I think yeah, the the sales have uh, slowed down a lot since the release. Um, mm-hmm. I think it re- it released really well, like like three million in the first uh, week or so. It was like really good, uh, mm-hmm. good good result for the launch. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think after that, you know, there's a lot of different games that came out, and uh, then a lot of people like uh, moved on to other games. So the sales kind of slowed down. Um, so yeah, they need to like like keep the sell like the momentum up like yeah with the DLC and um, other things they need to do to like keep uh, the sales momentum up or try to like rejuvenate them. Yeah, the PC version coming out soon will help uh, with that. Yeah, because yeah, I I really enjoyed the game. It's like uh, one of my favorites of this year, mm-hmm. along with uh, Breath of I mean, Tears of the Kingdom. Um, yeah, those are the two games I've enjoyed the most so far this year. I'm still playing Tears of the Kingdom at the moment, but yeah, it's really good. And uh, yeah, I hope the sales can pick up and I hope like these uh, the new DLC can help with that. And I I think we'll get an announcement of like what exactly the DLC is at um, the Game Awards probably, Um, hopefully. And maybe we'll get a date for the PC version sooner rather than later. Um, But I hope it comes out like in the beginning of next year that'll be good for the sales and then maybe the dlc can come out you know also around like maybe next summer or something like that like within a year or something that'd be cool if that can happen but yeah i think yeah they from now on i think they need to focus on uh releasing their games on pc as well or what like more multi-platform even like the switch 2 for their next one (laughs) if (laughs) if they can do that then like yeah they want to grow the sales of final fantasy series as you said like yeah, yeah pass because i think yeah it definitely has the potential to do m- much better than uh, 10 million um yeah so i think yeah they need to uh yeah just uh yeah launch on more platforms uh, or bigger uh, install base launch to a bigger install base as you said yeah okay so let's move on to story number six uh level five are back and oh we- boy and <laughs> uh, yeah so level five released the um, tokyo game show lineup uh for this year's uh tokyo game show which is next week and um they're back with a bang with five games considering last year they weren't there at all 
So they were, they were like had no presence last year, but with this year we have five games uh, for level five, and those five are Deco Police, um, that will be playable, uh, Inazuma Eleven Victory Road, which will also be playable, uh, Fantasy Life I The Girl Who Steals Time, that will also be playable. Uh, yeah, so those three are playable at will be playable at the Tokyo Game Show, and they're also showing Megatam, Musashi, Wired, and Professor Layton, and the New World of Steam. Uh, so yeah, what do you think about this uh, level five being back, and they finally have some are, games? Are they back, Kenki? Are they? Are they? Are, yes, <laughs> yes, 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 unsurprisingly, I have stuff to say. Now, if you remember, right, level, oh God, level five, level five, right, fun. They've made fantastic games and stuff, but they made a lot of mistakes, um, specifically around um, their biggest franchise, Yokai Watch. Okay, they they messed that up. They nuked that franchise, right? I won't get into the whole his- history here, but um, basically earlier this year, so this was like in I think in February, right? Um, they just appeared at a Nintendo Direct, right, with multiple games, right? Um, at this Nintendo threats right uh so we saw multiple m- multiple we saw new games deca police fantasy fantasy life and uh professor layton's new world of steam and then in Mar- i think in march was in march uh was it in march uh, i think it was in march of this year the they had a their own special presentation called a level five vision Right, and they had they used to have these years and years ago apparently before they you know they nuked their whole you know Yoko Watch and everything right, um, but yeah so they had one of these digital presentations and in this digital presentation Genki, right they showed multiple games right they showed Inazuma the new Inazuma Eleven which has been in development hell for years and years and years and years right this guy I think it was maybe they even started development for, for this for the 3ds I'm not even sure. Um, but it's been development hell for years. They showed Deco Police again. They showed the uh, Fantasy Life, right, which I think may is that a new version of an old Fantasy Life game? Or was it a new Fantasy Life? Game? I'm not sure. Um, Megaton Musashi is not a new game, but they're making like a um, uh, they're adding content to it or something, and they're doing a worldwide release because at the moment that game is only in Japan, so they're doing worldwide release and putting it on all platforms, and then. Uh, the Professor Layton game, which has a title and a, a very short teaser, but they showed more, they did show more details in in uh, the the level five vision and um, they, they about the, the quizzes and stuff that's going to be in it, right. So that was great, but they said in that level five vision game, they said that these games would all be releasing this year, apart from the Professor Layton one. The other ones they said they're releasing this year. They put a date on it, Genki. They said these games are releasing this year. We are now in September. It's September right now. When are these games supposed to be releasing? These games, mm-hmm. Inazuma 11, which has been in development hell for years and years and years and years and years, Deco Police, a fant- a Fantasy Life, and Megaton Musashi are all supposed to be releasing this year. So it's four games they're supposed to be releasing this year worldwide because they're now getting back into worldwide publishing they had years of just their games just only being japan for um well it must have been six seven plus it was years it was a long time um but their games are only in japan um now they're doing worldwide publish so when when are these games supposed to be scheduled for when they're releasing if it's now mid-september right you've got 
you got uh, October, November, December, like three months, and they release in one game a month, all at the end of the year. You know, which doesn't seem like a good idea to me. So I'm thinking that one or two, or maybe more, of these games are being delayed into 2024. So I just can't see them releasing mm-hmm. four games, even if one of them isn't technically a new game. It's like. Um, added DLC, but for the rest of the world, it'll be a new game, right? Uh, Megaton Musashi. Yeah. yeah, so it'll be a new game for everyone else. I can't see them going, oh, one game a month until... Nah, some of these games are getting delayed. So I don't think, you know, I think it's good that they're... Like, I won't officially say they're back until, like, some of these games actually get, like, actual release date. So maybe in uh, TGS they'll get a release date, but I suspect that some of them be delayed. I suspect Deca Police is going to be delayed into next year. Honestly, I think that's one that's going to get delayed. Inazuma, I don't know if that game's ever coming out. Um, it's It's been in development hell for so long. I think the reason is for that game, the way it played on the DS and the 3DS, it reused the stylus and stuff like that. I think they found that difficult translating it to the Switch. I think they also put it on the PS4 with, like, you have to be able to play it with a single screen as well and i think that was part of the problem that they couldn't figure that part out but i will say level five is back when these when these games actually have release dates and then they actually start releasing you know i i i don't know i, I want to say that back genki i want to say that back i just, I just can't do it i can't bring myself yeah, to it yeah. <laughs> yeah i'm just happy they're like they actually have some games to show off fin- finally and they're showing like some signs of life um so yeah but hopefully yeah as you said we get some release dates for these games and hopefully that will be next week at uh, tgs or in the like nintendo rumored nintendo direct that's coming up so hopefully we'll see some release dates for these games soon yeah but thanks for that jd um so oh yeah i'm gonna skip the story number seven because uh we're running out of time but yeah we'll just uh, talk briefly about the sales and then go to the end end part yeah because i only got a few 20 minutes left to record okay so yeah so um the next story is uh, we have some sales updates and the first one is from sea of stars and they tweeted out that sea of stars has sold over 250,000 copies worldwide and they said that this was um they had projections for the first year, but it took them only a single week to achieve the this uh, sales number. So yeah, what do you think of those uh, really uh, impressive sales from Sea of Stars, which uh, the you goal for the year was two hundred and fifty thousand, and they yeah. did it in mm-hmm. one week. Um, it's extremely impressive, um, especially when you consider that this game, um, it. An indie game at the end of the year. Um, I, oh, yeah, end of the end of the day. Sorry, I think it's hot. Thank you, very hot. Um, that it sold that it sold that much. It's very impressive for an indie game. Not only that, this game is also in two subscription services at launch. So it's in Game Pass on Xbox and uh, XPC as well, and then also um, uh, the PS Plus Extra subscription. So it was in both those. It was in two subscription services at launch. Now. When it comes to smaller indie games, it's, it's usually a good idea for them to kind of take a bag and get some money up front. I suspect that they didn't think the game... I mean, they said, well, they didn't know that the game was going to blow up the way it, it did. So for this 250,000 sales in uh, was it a week, um, 
<clears throat> it's extremely impressive. Um, uh, probably most of these sales because of them subscription services would have been on PC and Switch. Um, not sure exactly exactly how you know how much. Um, but is it to so have sold that much in spite of being in the subscription services? Is very impressive. It's extremely impressive. It's not something you see very often. So it's, I, I think it's imp so impressive that not a lot of the time when you when these games are in subscription services, they will announce player numbers. You don't get any sales numbers. You just get total player numbers. But they didn't do that. They didn't tell us any player numbers at all. We only got sales numbers, which tells you that they are surprised and impressed um, by that. But if they didn't give us any um, player numbers at all. Now, I've quickly just had a look on Steam DB to get an idea of what this might have sold on Steam. So, um, current uh, concurrent players right now is 2,924. The 24-hour peak was 3,459. And the all-time peak nine days ago, I guess that's when it came out, right, was um, 8,635. Uh, um, this is Steam DB. And so the estimated owners is like it ranges from it's but yeah, hundred and fifty, hundred and seventy thousand hundred and seventy thousand reviews, a hundred and it could have sold like maybe a hundred hundred and forty two thousand this is on Steam Spy. Then maybe sort of hundred and fifty thousand, something like that, um on on uh on, on, on Steam, right? So um you you would have had uh, you know, quite a lot of um sales on, on switch as well so yeah that's 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 um that's really it's just really it's really impressive really impressive so um, congratulations to the studio i think they, they also made another i think they made the messenger as well so i think they um uh, they already had like a really good reputation so yeah good i really want to get this game but i want to get the physical and then i saw um the asian version has got like a way way better cover art <laughs> It was way, way better cover art. So I'm thinking maybe importing that, honestly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, yeah. I saw that. Uh, yeah, the, yeah, there's a Japanese version that's coming out. Yeah. I think it's coming out a bit earlier as well. It is, um, yeah. I think the, the Western one doesn't have a proper date yet. So, um, yeah. No, the cover is a different cover, yeah. Yeah. So, cool. But, yeah, I'm happy that um, they sold so well, despite being on all the different services. So, yeah, they're, they're, they're doing super good for an indie studio. That's good to see. And yeah, we also got news that Final Fantasy Pixel Remasters has sold over 3 million copies worldwide. Mm -hmm. So that's also, uh, that's up from 2 million, I think like a month ago or something. So yeah, that's uh, that's really good news. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's, that's great stuff. And I think that the way they're counting, this is series, I think they're counting each individual title, not just the, because they always did the bundle, right? There was a bundle. The, phys uh, the physical, you could buy. Well, this is another. This is square has been fraudulent where they limited the. You could get the physical, right? Um, they they only made a limited version, uh, limited amount of those. So um, I think each title has been counted individually, and I think also like it's every single version, including consoles, Steam, mobile, everything. So no, that's good. I think it's like a, a really good sign for like um, the older style JRPGs and the pixel. And where we just discussed the series styles, right? Um, pixel art, uh, pixel art games still having a, um, a, a, a you know a 
a good market. There's still market for them. I think Sia starts potentially that could go on to sell like a million, right? I think that, you know, I think that could be a million seller. So, um, I, I, yeah, I, I think it's a really good sign for the future of like um, continuing to make um, turn-based JRPGs, like pixel style, older style, like in the kind of, you know, the um, SNES style games, right? You can just briefly say what you've been playing. Um, I've only been playing two things, and that's Final Fantasy 16 and Splatoon 3. And I did not play um, in the Splatfest this weekend because I was so unwell with the heat. Um, and I'm not, I've played in every single Splatfest like since Splatoon 2. I don't think there's any, even with, even ones I've only played like an hour, right? I might have only played an hour, only played a few matches. I've played in every single one. So this is, I think it's the first one I've never played. So that's how ill I was. Because <laughs> oh, I couldn't even, I'm like, yeah. I can't lift my head up to be trying to like concentrate. Yeah, like, my yeah. head was spinning. Um, so I was just in a dark room with a fan on. Um, so I wasn't able to play that Final Fantasy sixteen. I was about forty percent of the way through, according to the you know, the thing that uh, the, you know it, it says on the um, when you're in the, like the not the start menu, but the menu when you're going to go into the game, it's like tells you how much um, com- completed um, of that. Um, uh, I, I I'm enjoying that game. I do have some issues with the the the, the co- I feel like the combat's like too. I don't know, it's like too simplistic, um, kind of. And then it's like, I would have preferred if they had like more RPG elements and stuff like that. I feel like a lot of that stuff's been stripped back. And I'm no hardcore Final Fantasy fan. I'm not even talking from that point of view. I'm just talking from a gameplay point of view. But overall, um, enjoying it and wanting to see where this story goes. I just haven't um, uh, been uh, as much time into gaming is i've been like you know studying and stuff and stuff like that uh, and also yeah i've been doing um like my own live stream show and putting time into that and stuff like that but the two, those are two things that those are the two things i played recently a bit further back than that i did play cat quest 2 um i said i already played cat quest 1 and i'm really looking forward to cat quest 3 <laughs> Those games are low-key fun, all right? They're just, like, kind of, like, mindless fun. They got, they're really cute with, like, cute puns and stuff like that. Like, everything's a pun, like, on a, on a cat name. And then one that I played, Cat Quest 2, you, there's a dog as well. So you go into, like, the, the dog, I think they've got it called, Dogland, where the dogs are, right? And I think you can play it in co-op, although I just played uh, just, you know, just me. Um, so that's a cute little game. I'm looking forward to Cat Quest 3. I'm not going to lie. Okay, cool. Thanks for that. Um, yeah, some cool games there. Um, yeah, personally, I've just been playing. Um, I started the Pikmin Four demo. Um, yeah, I have um, two young kids, and I was playing with them, and then like they really love uh, Pikmin, and uh, yeah, um, yeah, it's really fun, and uh, it's like um, it's like a just like a expansion on the older all the previous three games, but like they just refined everything and made everything a lot more easy and accessible and um yeah they added some new cool features like the new dog uh ochi mm-hmm. ochi is like a cool dog you can ride together with your pikmin and yeah they just added some cool features and yeah, i'm really impressed with that and yeah um it's just a demo i've been playing but there's a lot of content in the demo you can play it like oh, really? for like four four hours or more oh, so really? it's quite a substantial demo 
and yeah i'm really impressed with it and i think i'll pick up the game later on in the year mm-hmm. um yeah and then also playing uh human fall flat which is okay. uh, i think it's an older game it's been out for a while but uh first time i played it, it was on the ps plus extra so i just mm-hmm. picked it up mm-hmm. there and yeah it's really fun and uh, uh yeah you can play co-op as well which is really fun and uh, so i've just been playing those two games at the moment um but yeah it's really cool um yeah so that's what i've been playing uh recently um we have one question um from uh, we have one question from a uh, twitter and okay. um yeah we can just answer that one quickly uh lonely underscore snow at lonely underscore snow uh asks has japan lost interest in playstation slash sony uh so yeah um yeah, what do you think about that? Um, you know, about this question, uh, has Japan lost interest in PlayStation and Sony? Well, the too long didn't read answer is yes, um, but obviously I think that um, person asking this question wanted, you know, a bit more in depth answer than that. Um, so PlayStation has been in decline in Japan, but. It's not something that started recently. It started like quite a long time ago. Um, so it started after the PS2, basically, that there's been in um, decline. And if you look at the market and all the different platforms there's been since that time, and the you know the market shares that they've had, PlayStation has gone down. So um, obviously, PS2 was huge. Um, PS3, you know, probably you know if one. You know, most people listening will know that that had some issues upon launch, um, including like the it being like pre high price and stuff like that, right? And uh, so that had some issues. So it took a while. So that worldwide, it took a little while to get going with the PlayStation Three. Uh, and then with for between like the PlayStation Three from the PlayStation Three to the PlayStation Four, there was also a decline. Um, but there was also a shift in playstation as a company i say playstation obviously playstation is a very large subsidiary a very large um part of sony but it's like its own thing so uh, sie is what i mean sony interactive entertainment right so um they kind of very gradually started making some changes between ps3 and ps4 so one of those things was to be like even more western focused and like being like western focused with, with their games so i like to say that started with uncharted one um, which i believe was a playstation 3 game so from that era when that game took off and that style of game and it was like multiple uncharted games i was like four, I'm like four of them i think uh, multiple uncharted games um then you had the, the last of us and then you got what we are now more familiar with sony's very successful western um western uh like um action adventure games that are like a third person but they are a certain style of game that um does very very well in the in the west and they sell extremely well so to be clear sony has had their most success ever now in this era but it's become at the cost of their market share in Japan. And I think one of the things is that these games specifically that Sony's making just do not appeal in Japan. You'll get like maybe them selling like maybe almost a hundred 
150,000, something like that. Even if you look at like Marvel Spider-Man from 2018, uh, Spider-Man is a very popular character worldwide and very popular in Japan. And the Marvel characters are very popular in Japan. But that game sold 130,000 um, first week um, in the Fimitsu sales in 2018. Right, so obviously a bit more with digital, but you compare that to something. And I always make this comparison, okay? So, you know, if you listen to my show, you know what I'm going to say. You know what I'm going to say. There's a game called Kirby's Return to Dreamland Deluxe, right? That is a port from the Wii, it's an old ass Wii port, okay? That game sold 189,000 first. And you can say, well, it was Kirby, Kirby Super Port. Kirby's not like a top selling Nintendo franchise. Right, so what it does, you know, a Spider-Man game should 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 probably be out selling, you know, a Kirby, not even a new Kirby game, like a, a port, a Wii port, this Wii game, right? So um, you had that, and then some other things that Sony has done with moving their headquarters or the PlayStation headquarters. People don't know was used to be in Japan. It wasn't Japan, but they moved it in. I want to say like twenty four. 2015 someone can correct me if i'm wrong is around that time they moved the headquarters from japan to california i think it's in california now but it's in the states anyway they moved the headquarters to the states they did things like um when the v the vita failed they stopped supporting the vita which obviously um you know affected their market share greatly because um portable gaming is very popular in japan um they stopped um you know making their own internally developed games that were developed for the Japanese market. So they shut down Japan Studio, right? So one of the missions of Japan Studio was to make games that appealed to the Japanese market. So that's, you know, one thing that happened. Now, the important thing to remember is that all during that time from the PlayStation 3 to PlayStation 4 to the PlayStation 5, Sony has not got any less support from Japanese developers. Like the PS4 got everything. The PS4 had everything. It had Monster Hunter, Final Fantasy, King Kingdom Hearts, Persona, Dragon 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 Quest. Obviously, it was a 3DS version, um, but the, the the console version came to PlayStation 4 first. It had everything. And it still declines from the PlayStation 3. So it's not a lack of Japanese support that is the reason for PlayStation's decline. The same thing with PlayStation 5. PlayStation 5 gets everything. It gets several things that that, that are, don't, are not released on Switch um, for, you know, there's various reasons why stuff's not really... Uh, other developers don't want to get Atlas. Or, you know, or it's, or it's just that they, they, they can't get the game running on reasonably running on the, on the Switch, right? But whatever, there's a lot of games that are not released on Switch, so they are in fact de facto exclusive in Japan because Xbox has no presence. So even if the game is on, is on Xbox, people don't even ask, you know, most people don't even know Xbox exists or there's an Xbox version of anything because there's no physical version, it's not you don't see it in the stores, it's not on an in store poster, in store advertising, or just say PlayStation. So it's perceived as a, as a PlayStation exclusive. For example, that would be Armored Core 6, which were released recently. Um, you know, so the PlayStation, they, they get all the games, they get games that even are not released, they get everything apart from stuff that's obviously Nintendo exclusive, their own games, and the odd thing that's like made exclusive maybe like your um you know your live live was on you know a small game like that it's not gonna move the needle so it's stuff that basically 
it's it's more like the, the, the interest has waned because of the lack of Sony making games for that market and doing more things for that market.